Live Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. Imagine buying a pair of sneakers and getting a soothing, gentle foot massage like you'd get during a relaxing pedicure just by walking. Skechers' new Massage Fit Sneakers. Because Skechers, the comfort technology company, has designed a unique innovation that makes it feel like you're pampering your feet with a gentle massage in every step. The secret is Skechers' new patented wave technology on the sole that gently massages your feet while you're walking around. Find them for men and women at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The bottom line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important, and there are only so many of them that are actually elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. So they start seeing what they want to see. That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing was all right, because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy. They How's that look now? KJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. be back tomorrow. The final day of guest hosting is here. I'm Corey Glore. I'm the voice of the Tulane Green Wave. This is Graduate Jordan. You hear him many times throughout the course of this show. We're here at Yeoman Stadium at Tulane University. This is a Tulane Takeover Tuesday. And so we've already had Ron Hunter on Jordan, head coach of Tulane Men's Basketball. Willie Fritz is about to stop by here in just a couple minutes. He's walking in right now. In fact, we got Lisa Stockton, Jordana Pierce, Jay Ullman, Charles Higgins all lined up before this show's over. We're here in Uptown, and I'm not letting anybody go. Like, uh, the, everyone is coming on here on this sports hang. You give me the reins of this show, I'm going well, to do my work. Gus basically told you that hey, he doesn't care what you do. So as long as you stick within that guideline, which is no guideline, yeah, you should I, be fine. I was given no guideline, and so I'm going to talk to Willie Fritz, the head coach of Tulane football, who begins his seventh year. I guess you're kind of already into year seven, however you'd like to coin it here. Hi, Coach. How you doing? I'm Welcome doing great. I was, uh, we're right in the midst of a recruiting, and I was up in uh, my office talking to a couple of parents, and, and uh, I forgot all about it. So luckily oh. I was able to just walk right downstairs. Well, I'm about – Jason grabbed me, and – yeah. I was getting a little windy. I, well, I'm about 220. I have a couple years of eligibility left. I cannot we help win, you though, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and <laughs> if you put me out there, things have gone horribly wrong. <laughs> That's right. So, how you doing? Good. Uh, we're, we're doing in good. We're in mid-June, so you said you're mid-recruiting right now, but uh, I've also seen you guys out here already here in Uptown doing some some field work, some practices. You're allowed a ball at some times at this point in the year, but where are you at right now at this group heading into the fall? Yeah, they're uh, you know they have what they call a quiet 
time and, and, and dead periods throughout yeah. the year. And then there's other times that they call it evaluation and, and then also a contact period. Right now, it's, it's, it's a quiet period where kids can come on your campus. They can come to your camps. Uh, you can show them around campus. It's, it's an unofficial visit that's almost official. You just can't yeah. spend any money on anybody or have them spend the night and those kind of different things. And then you can go off campus right now and go to camps. So we've been to a bunch of different camps. And, um, you know, we've been into Texas. We've been throughout the state of Louisiana. Been over to Mississippi a little bit. We've been to Alabama. We've been down to uh, Florida uh, at, at a few different camps. Uh, and, and you're just trying to, you know, watch some guys work out. Because this is a big commitment when you offer someone a scholarship. And, you know, they accept it. And, you know, it's the beginning of a four or five year relationship if they commit to the to the scholarship so we've got this time period that's going to last up until the last week in june and then it goes to dead period all through the month of july until the last week of july and then the whole month of august is a dead period too where meaning you can't have someone come on campus you can't go off campus uh, and so you just focus on your football team during that time period but uh, this is an important time period. We're we're uh, we're probably going to assign more high school kids than most people will. Uh, a lot of people are getting into the uh, transfer portal, and they're trying to get more kids from that. We'd rather, you know, recruit the high school kids, and then we'll supplement our our uh, uh, signing class with a few transfer portal guys. But uh, you know, and then we have another layer that we have to concern ourselves with with the academic piece make sure the guys have got good enough grades to, that we can get them into to two two lanes so a lot of work uh, with our our academic people with uh, my my coaches with the strength staff i tell everybody hey during this time period you know all hands on board uh you know 24 7 we've talked a lot in the first hour of the show this is the first day of saints mandatory camp has started today and we talked about the importance of what this time of year means for them. For you, you talked about the recruiting side of things here mid-June, but the the guys you have together as we head towards September 3rd when the season kicks off, what does this time mean for you, for a coaching staff, which is still pretty new for you here? Uh, what are you putting together here mid-June for this group when things kick off in the first week of September? Well, you're allowed to go eight hours a week. You know, Monday through Friday, you can you can do it on Saturday if you wanted to, but I, I'm not very many people you know, do mandatory workouts on on the weekend. So we go Monday through Friday. We we lift on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we have what we call football school, where you can go out. You can't do anything competitive. Uh, you can't have an offense versus a defense. You can't do one on one receivers versus defensive backs, uh, but you can accomplish quite a bit. And uh, you know, with drills and fundamentals and techniques, and and uh, you know, you can kind of do some part part whole with schemes. And the NCAA allowed us to have a football for two hours a week. How kind! Yeah, well, it was good, you know, because you know they get to do it in basketball and yeah. volleyball and other sports, but we couldn't do it in football. Uh, so we're able to, uh, like this morning, you know, the DBs are doing drills. We can finish with a. You know, catching a football. Right, wide receivers can do routes on air where no one's covering them, but you can throw a football to them. And, and you can get a lot of work in. Uh, there's some time where you can actually even, you know, visit with them, uh, you know, schematically about things in, in a classroom setting. 
as well. But, you know, you're, you're capped by that eight hours per week. Willie Fritz, head coach of Tulane football, joining us here on the Sports Hangover. Camp starts in about a month and a half, right? August is when things will really crank up, and then the season starts a month after that. Um, as we start heading towards the fall, What's the biggest thing you're looking to kind of install into this group? What are you trying to? What's the message you're trying to get across to this team? Well, you know, you mentioned before we've got some new coaches, and we want them to understand, you know, first and foremost, what we're trying to accomplish with these new schemes and, and new technique, new new vocabulary, new terminology that we're using with our our student athletes and. Uh, uh, you know, just so that that's really smooth. We were able to have 15 practices in the spring, so we've, you know, we've got a, we've got a good base right now, but we're trying to get that base to grow. We'd like to have, you know, 80%, 90% of our, our package in when, when we begin camp on August the 2nd. Uh, you know, there's also our coaches breaking down, you know, our upcoming opponents, you know, in the summer. You know, you look at some of the teams they played last year that are, similar to maybe what we'd be doing offensively, defensively, kicking games. So you got a, a base game plan as well when you uh, are getting ready to play these different teams. When you look at uh, almost the entire offensive coaching staff is new this year, and then there's some changes on the defensive side. It's the, the first year, really, you've had to really restructure coaching staff. Um, schematically, how this team performed last year, and we've been down this path already, but – on the field work, what's the biggest leap this team needs to make in your mind as you now go through June and then start in August with camp? What's the biggest level up this team needs to do? You know, there's a lot of similarities to what we did last year, offense, defense, kicking game, but there's also a lot of differences. Uh, defensively, there's a lot more similarities in, than offense in the kicking game. I hired a new special teams coordinator, Robbie Disher. Robbie was with me at Sam Houston State. He was at Georgia last year and, and does a tremendous job with the kicking game so the guys are learning his schemes and how he talks and a lot of similarities because he he was under me for for four years uh you know back in uh early 2010 through 13 we were together uh you know offensively a lot of differences some some of the same plays but you know we're calling it different some things we are calling the same uh you know defensively there's a lot of similarities yeah with Coach Hampton beginning his second season as our defensive coordinator. Uh, played really good defense the last five, six games of the season. We need to build from that point. You talked about how you're starting to already break down some of the opponents coming up. UMass is first up on September 3rd here where we're sitting now. Um, when you look, uh, Do you look at the totality of 1 through 12 in the schedule yet? Or are we still too early in the year to start looking at you know, here's the four non-con games. We'll go to Kansas State this year in the non-conference, and then the conference schedule and the way that lines up with trips to Houston and Cincinnati all on the board there. Are we still too far out from the year to start looking at it that way? No, we're, we're breaking down everybody that we're playing right now. You, you do what you call a preliminary game plan, and that's what you do in the summer, but that can totally change. You know, what it really does just kind of rubber stamps it when you play in the season. You, here's the notes I took. Here's what they were doing on defense. Here's how we thought we could attack them. And then you may look at it, and they're running a, something totally different. Yeah. You know, so you just throw that in the garbage can, and you start on something else. Uh, but then you go ahead and start breaking down the teams you're going to play. UMass, we got to, you know, it's different. Their, their head coach is brand new. 
uh, you know, they're going to run a similar uh, type defense. Their coordinator is uh, uh, from a Division two school, and, and uh, they've got some other guys on staff that were at some other Division one and one AA schools, kind of looking at that to see if they're going to run some of those types of things. Special teams, really kind of an unknown right now, but you look at the guy who's their special teams coordinator and see what he's done in the past at other schools he's been at so he can prepare a little bit. But the first game, you know, we're not going to be totally sure what they're doing, and they're not going to be totally sure what we're doing. So uh, second game, you've got a game that they've played, and you kind of have an idea what they're going to do. Third game, fourth game, et cetera, you get start working off of 2022 rather than what they, what they did in 2021. And hopefully that first month of the season isn't in Birmingham, Alabama, right? No, that Go, will not happen. Let's, let's not, not even, do that again. Let's don't talk about that. No, it's uh, Willie Fritz, uh, head coach of Tulane football, <laughs> year seven, uh, I guess fully underway, and then it will kick off September 3rd. Um, seven home games coming up here as well, and and to have seven games here in this building, uh, boy, you can't take that for granted Kenya to be able to actually have the majority of your season including three of the four non-conference here uh to hope to reset after everything that happened last year you gotta like that no you really do and you know to our listening audiences I've said many times before if you have not been to a game here at Yulman Stadium uh there's not a bad seat in the house you know you get some of these venues and it's hard to see they don't have good sight lines you're too far away from the field that's not the case here. You're going to have great uh, – every seat is a great seat. You know, I know our uh, our Glacier Club upstairs is an unbelievable uh, uh, suite type area. It's unique. Some people call it the, the best party in New Orleans. You know, you got, I don't know, 40-some TVs up there. It's air-conditioned. They've got a you know, taste in New Orleans every week. you got margarita machines and daiquiri machines and bar. So I've heard. I'm going to leave not my been post. in there before. But, yeah, you're, you're uh, busy during those. I am too, uh, but I'm about to switch. And, and then also uh, I, I say this too, you know, there's a, every home game there's a $3 beer on sale. What? So uh, that's not bad either, is it? Did I? I did not know this. Why am I on the radio for these? Well, you got to wait till after the ball. We need game, to take. We need you and I need to take a game off. We'll find like fans to fill in on what we do. We'll just go enjoy a beverage and watch a game. Hey, something else too. We've got five dollar tickets at a lot of yeah. the games. Ten dollar tickets for all of them. Uh, so it's a, it's a great experience. Everybody that comes for the first time, they always seem to email me and tell me how much they enjoyed the, uh, the venue and the game and the experience. And uh, we just. Uh, Hopefully we we'll get some new people out. We've got we get we got a great base. We just need to continue to grow it, and we're going to have a fantastic season. So we're we're looking forward to the 2022 season. All starts September 3rd, six o'clock kickoff when UMass is in town. That is not too terribly far away. It'll be here before we know it. Until then, coach, you got a lot more kind of behind the scenes work to do. Back on the phone with recruits, I would imagine. Back on the road, and then getting these boys back out here each and every morning for kickoff in early September. Thanks for carving out a little bit of time here for me, and you and I will be talking a lot between now and September 3rd. Thank you, Corey. Real wave. That's Willie Fritz, head coach of Tulane football, as the Tulane takeover is now fully, officially underway. That's two coaches down 
Four more to go. Lisa Stockton, two-lane women's basketball coming up in just about 15 minutes' time. Coming up, open segment here on the Sports Hangover. Give us a call, 800-998-1003. Jordan's chopping up sound from Saints minicamp already. He's got sound from the NBA Finals. We'll get updates on fun plays that happened in Metairie today. There's some news on the college baseball circuit that might be of interest to all of you, especially those of you up in the northern part of the state. So stay tuned. The Sports Hangover continues here on ESPN New Orleans. Not only does the largest diamond store in Louisiana have 2,389 engagement rings. We also have 904 wedding bands. Not including the one-of-a-kind wedding band we're going to make for you. Do you have a really unique engagement ring? Are you having a hard time finding a wedding band that matches it? Come to Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. The largest diamond store in Louisiana. He just loves saying that. Ramsey's can make a custom wedding band that fits alongside your engagement ring perfectly no matter how unusual your engagement ring is it will look like it was made for it because it was the sky is the limit when you come to the largest diamond store in louisiana dad i think aunt Lori likes saying that too you're gonna find the perfect engagement ring at ramsey's and you're gonna find the perfect wedding band too engagement rings and wedding bands are what we do and big anniversary diamonds welcome to ramsey's ramsey's diamond jewelers the largest diamond store in louisiana on veterans between bonneville and west end in metairie shrimp boats is a common since 1948 that's 74 years Valeria brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business stocking large selections of 12 volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes beltless clutches and pumps with brackets they also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also, a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing? Platina knotless dyneema. Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alera Brothers stocks anchors from five pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alario Brothers before the season begins. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at alariobros.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Corey Glore back with you. Filling in for Goose here as Gus is returning from Burlington, Vermont from his vacation slash graduation ceremonies. He'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, the two-lane takeover continues here from Yeoman Stadium. Graduate Jordan is alongside as well. Lisa Stockton coming by in about 10 minutes, the head coach of Tulane women's basketball. She's starting her 29th season here in Uptown New Orleans. We'll catch up with her. Some news from Saints minicamp, some audio that uh, Jordan has cut out there. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. We do got Jack, who has called in the program, 800-998-1003. Jack, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How y'all doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? Um, Corey, I just I wanted to know if you had an opinion about where do you think the, the future of college sports is going? 
You know, with the NIL money, uh, I think the rich are going to get richer. And uh, I'm not the first one to say this. The rich are going to get richer, and it's become even less competitive. So do you think there will be a change in the current, um, you know, conference system to something else? Where do you think we're headed? I think uh, what you've seen over the last year here, Jack, when NIL really took hold is that it was clear the NCAA wasn't quite prepared for where this might have led, and now you're starting to see them try and scramble back and put some things in place to maybe regulate it a little bit more. But I think when push comes to shove, you're seeing the conferences kind of dictate what they want to do now. And now with the news yesterday that the SEC has come out supporting the NCAA in a lawsuit about essentially not paying college athletes, saying they're not employees, um, you're seeing essentially conferences grab the mantle of dictating what they want to do. And the NCAA has been flat-footed in a lot of things, and this is just another example. So um, right now, leagues are kind of dictating how they operate and the, the methodology, and that trickles down to schools and how much NIL programs they have in place and what they're able to do. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to get to a parity point in, in college sports. Certainly college football starts to feel like the big are kind of separating a little bit more from the rest of the pack. You know, I, I'd like to see it separated where really in, into two maybe economic classes. The, you know, the schools that are willing to, to spend this money either directly or indirectly, I realize technically they're getting – you know, sponsors to do this, but really, you know, so, so the ones that have more money to spend, I, you know, I'd like to see more competitive product, you yeah. know, no matter how it happens. I, I'm sorry. No, go. I, I, I'm, I, I'm happy for the question here, Jack. And, and I think it, what you're seeing is that the, 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 kind of the big powers, when you think about college football, I think about Alabama and Oklahoma, USC, Notre Dame, Georgia, all these schools that are really pouring money out there Really, they, they don't have a budget by this point. They're just putting money out there. You're seeing competitive levels stay even at the top, but there's starting to be a gulf in between. And so maybe there's a, a system, a tiered system, that kind of falls into place here where, you know, Tulane plays in the American, and you're about to see this league change in the next year and a half with new teams coming in, some teams going out. And we'll see if that balances maybe this league a little bit, whereas right now Cincinnati's the cream of the crop. Or if things could just separate school to school, I hope there's a little bit more balance found here. But I think it's been made pretty clear that the NCAA isn't going to have a lot of say in that matter. It's up to what the leagues want to do, and then after that, what the schools want to do with the funds that they have. And Corey, just uh, before I go, I just wanted to agree with what you were saying. Um, I think a lot of the NBA playoffs have been hard to watch. I think the hockey playoffs have been a lot more interesting. I mean, if you like hockey at all. The games have been much better. See, Jordan? Y'all have a good afternoon. Thank you, Jack. Thank appreciate you. it. Uh, I, let's see. I found another guy here in the city. I, was I, watching the, I, like the, the, I like the NHL. I just haven't kept up with the last round. Yeah. And, uh, uh, again, it starts tomorrow. It does avalanche start tomorrow. The Avalanche and, and the Lightning. I believe it starts in Denver. But, I mean, uh, if Tampa could have a team, I mean, why can't? I know Atlanta used to have a team. Oh, uh, well, that didn't last long. That did not work. The Atlanta Thrashers. Now they're up in Winnipeg. The Thrashers. Yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers. I do miss the Thrashers. They had a really cool logo. But nobody went to those games, and they were terrible. So, I mean, yeah, and Tampa's won two cups in a row. I know. This almost becoming like a Warriors thing. Yeah, and so I'm not really – I'm not interested in them. 
I'll say that. But. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull for the Avalanche this series. Uh, some news from uh, from Teddy Cahill, Baseball America, on the college baseball side of things. By the way, we have our eight for Omaha. That got closed up yesterday. Auburn and Stanford won their Super Regionals. So six of the eight teams, by the way, in Omaha were road teams in the Super Regionals, and half of those are SEC teams. And two more are joining the SEC next year, or two years from now. Texas and Oklahoma are also in there. So – you have six teams of the eight in Omaha that are either current SEC or will be SEC in the near future. That starts Friday. But Baylor, uh, according to Teddy Cahill, is zeroing in on Louisiana Tech's head coach Lane Burroughs as their new head coach. It's not done yet, but that was a name that was floating around a couple of different spots. And if Baylor is able to finish that off, then the folks in Ruston will be seeking a new coach on the baseball diamond. We're going to take another break here on the sports hangover. The Tulane takeover is going to reach the midway mark with the veteran head coach of Tulane women's basketball, Lisa Stockton. She's standing by here at Yeoman Stadium as the Tulane takeover Tuesday continues here on the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. You'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. 
Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katniel. Gus Katniel is on his way back from Burlington, Vermont, the bustling metropolis of Burlington, Vermont. He'll be back tomorrow for The Sports Hangover, so we've been told. It was miserable for him getting up there, and hopefully things go much smoother for him getting back. I'm Corey Glorm, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave, but joined now here at Yeoman Stadium by a person who knows Gus very well. That is Lisa Stockton, head coach of Tulane Women's Basketball. Gus is the voice of Tulane Women's Basketball, just finished up his 10th year with your crew. You just finished up year 28. Yes. How are you, coach? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. (laughs) Thanks for swinging by here. Uh, We are sitting here in mid-June. Uh, just talked with Ron Hunter last hour about this as well, but you're cranking up some summer workouts right now with your team. Where are you at right now with your with your group as we are, you know, five months is going to fly here before we get to the first week of November? Yeah, I always love when say people say, what do coaches do in the summer? Yeah, what do you do Work. in the summer? <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, we have 14 players here. So they, they got here last week, and uh, – we started summer workouts last week with 14 and um, six new ones. So that that's definitely been challenging. But we're excited. We're, we're excited to get them in there, get in the gym, and kind of see what we have. And uh, part of our goal is for them to get to know each other. Uh, you know, when you got six new ones, that's, that's almost half a squad. So just trying to get to know each other and um, – Kind of see what we have and, and figure it all out. Well, we'll talk about this upcoming team here in a second because you do have some new pieces that you're, you're trying to acclimate here to your program. But another postseason for you last season and that the month of February for, for fans out there who, who aren't aware of what this team did in February, you didn't lose a game. We love February, which That's is longer month. Yeah, need to be I mean, need to be a couple of days longer. Can that be that about help? forty days longer? Because I mean, that was yeah. a crazy run that this team went on, and it wasn't you know they weren't blowing out teams left and right. There were some close, intense finishes across that nine game winning streak in February. You, you've you've been doing this for a good long while. Have you had a month like that before, where it just seemed like when this team needed to find a bucket, find a play down a stretch to win a game, they were doing it for. Well, I think one of the great things about basketball is you can you can get on a run and you can get on a roll to where the ball seems to bounce your way, you know. And uh, I think our, our group of veterans really helped in that, that when the games got close, they felt really good about being able to finish it. But, you know, I can't say enough about the league, um, how good it was last year. It's the best it's been. And, you know, I, I can't remember a time that our league has been as good top to bottom. So that month of February was really special just because we, we were playing well and we, we really got some confidence and we're able to finish games. And let's face it, you got to be able to finish them. It's not just staying in it. You got to be able to finish them. And to beat South Florida, who has been the cream of the crop in this league ever since UConn left. And then, you know, UCF takes the championship this year. They're about to skedaddle here out of this league here as well. And so that means, like, this program has been positioned now for a good long while to to be right there, and they have been right there in this league. And now, like, with what this team did in February to end this past season and where they were able to compete with the UCF, the USFs here this year, the the, the jump is right there, isn't it, for this program? Well, I, I definitely, I think a lot of the league is going to regroup just because we had those COVID seniors. So it's definitely a regroup. But yeah, us winning at South Florida, 
um, was big just because we've been so close and haven't been able to finish it. Um, you know, Central Florida, you talk about how good they were. Um, you know, we probably came the closest to beating them in the league. We came within a point of, of, of competing with them. So, you know, I, I definitely think we're right there. I mean, we, we finished in that third spot. Um, you know, the new league, I mean, I, I get confused on who we, who's even coming in. Honestly, <laughs> people too. ask me all the time, and I'm like, you know, I, I'll figure it out next year. But um, They're going to be on your schedule at some they're, point. They're going to be on our <laughs> schedule at some point. But, you know, I, I, and that's definitely a, a, the Conference USA schools mixing in again. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm the one coach around here that's been a part of, I, I don't know, uh, nine or ten different configurations <laughs> of Conference USA. And the American, um, you know, this we've had three. Yeah. Um, so three different, different changes. So, um, but you know, for us, I, I think it's a, it's about if you just put yourself in a situation where you're in that, you're in that top group where, you know, you can, you can compete at the top. Um, you know, you got a chance and you're going to play postseason in this league if you can compete at the top. And, you know, or, uh, what we have to do as a league is just get the multiple bids for NCAA. We're still, you know, we still got two and, and that, that makes it a little tough. And, and, and you know, I- we were final on this past year, and with what this Tulane team did last year, this league was better than the two bids that it got. And, and you you were very public about that. You were right about that. And, and hopefully that changes now that people are seeing just how deep this league has gone on the women's basketball side. It, it, there's no UConn's at the top anymore. And then, you know, a battle for second. This league on the women's basketball side of things is crazy deep, and it, it's better than two bids in the tournament. It definitely is. And, you know, I, I loved um, coming into this league and being able to play against UConn probably when they were at their best, uh, their very best, with, with uh, just some unbelievable players there and uh, Brianna Stewart being one of them. You know, I, I think it definitely elevated all of our programs. You know, we, we really played against the best in the, in, in the country, and, and that elevated us. But it has been nice not having them. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's because, two sides of one coin. Oh, I mean, you know, we, we got our benefit of that. That's yeah. right. Go ahead. Go on. And, you know, we, we really like the fact that you can compete for a championship. And, you know, when they were here, I mean, they lost – um, what four games in those five years or something crazy. So, you know, I definitely believe that it's, it's something we can recruit kids here. They can win a championship. We can compete at the top and, um, you know, it's a fun league. I mean, we've really enjoyed it. And, and, um, you know, I, I definitely think that even going and recruiting this spring, just being, bringing kids into the league, I think they're excited about it. Lisa Stockton, head coach of Tulane women's basketball. I'm going to, uh, you, this is you're starting year 29. You're kind of into the start of year 29 here. I'm going to call you the mayor of Uptown because I mean, the, you, you have seen this place. That sounds over. like I'm elected, so I don't want to be elected. That's anymore, valid. Right? You know, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's got to be an appointment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll we'll workshop this, but you've seen this place change yes. over the years. Here, you've seen college basketball change. You've seen the leagues change, which you just alluded to as well. We were talking about just earlier before you went on. There, there was a, clearly a football recruit taking photos out there, and you're talking about yes. how this, this wasn't a thing in your sport until about five years ago. What's been the biggest change as you've seen this sport evolve, as you've seen this university evolve since when you took the job here to now? where you are right now what's been the biggest change for you as a head coach of this program god there's been so many i mean obviously uh, you know you can look now at sitting in this facility sitting in these facilities have been a tremendous change for for the good for us um you know I, I think the thing that we have to adjust to and and i think our fans have to adjust to is you know as as college athletics has really changed you know when i first came here uh, there was no power five and there was no any of that to where um you know, we went to nine NCAAs in a row, you know, and I mean, our league got three, four, five bids in yeah. Conference USA. 
Um, that just doesn't happen for a non-Power 5 anymore. And so I think the climate has changed a lot. And I say that as being a big change because, you know, we all want to play for NCAA tournaments, but the rules for Tulane are a lot different now. Um, but for the university and the athletic department, I think there's been so many positive changes. I mean, I think, you know, you look at, again, facilities, um, just resources here, um, academics just just having some multiple degrees that we didn't have in the past our, our master's programs were able to recruit senior, uh, master's yeah. kids here i mean a lot of things like that um added to me different kind of programs um you know obviously there's been so much growth and the university just keeps getting higher and higher academically which you know that's a double-edged sword too because uh you know your kids got to go in there and compete in the classroom with them but i'm really proud of what the university's done on a national level and and uh, an international level so it's it's great to represent a university at this level you had uh, a grad transfer come in this past year in Moon Ursin. She's pretty good. She, boy, was she fun to watch. <laughs> like, I, I'm tra- in your time in this sport, I mean, uh, Moon Ursin was about as dynamic of a player as I've seen at any level of basketball. And what she was able to do here in a very short amount of time, was there a comparable in your time in this sport to what she was able to – she just signed with Minnesota in the WNBA right out, right after she left here. Um, what what she was able to do, what is that comparable to in your time in this sport? Well, it, it's hard to say because very few times in my career do you have a kid for one year. You know, that's where the portal has really changed. You know, we've been a four-year program, really. Um, you, you get a kid like Grace Daly over her four years, and she's all-time leading scorer here. And, you know, her impact was over a four-year period. Um, I don't know of one player that has come in for one year and, and, and made such an impact. And, boy, it just makes me wish I had her a couple of years <laughs> because, you know, I, I definitely think um, just the confidence she played with last year of, of being able to come in in a different system and a different role for her. And um, anybody that knows her knows what a great kid she is too. You know, she's just such a competitor. So, you know, I, I definitely think she elevated us. And we had a group of seniors, COVID seniors that came back that really um, – mixed with her just just took her in and and that doesn't always happen and I think they were really special to to put her on the team and and just go hey you're gonna help us win and and we're glad you're here that takes me to the next question here coach and I'm sure has been the question for you ever since this past season ended you had a lot of veterans that now you're looking to to fill those voids here you do have some turnover on your roster so this is where this time of year is so critical for you I would imagine because you are trying to get new people whether they're freshmen grad transfers incoming transfers whatever class acclimated to what this program does and you have more new blood than maybe previous years to work with so how has that been here in the first couple weeks of June to get what is almost a new look team on board with what you and your staff are trying to do? Well, it definitely is a challenge. You know, I, I, uh, I was so appreciative to the, to the seniors that came back. I mean, all of our seniors came back and, and they made us better. And, um, it's really weird not having them in the gym right now. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I've had them, I've coached them five years. So not having them in the gym is, is strange, but, um, we lost a lot, you know, and you look at, um, I think the only other time in my career here that we've lost that, that much as far as point production was probably, we lost uh, three three WNBA players in one year, you know, with Janelle Burst and some of those. That's <laughs> tough. But, again, I was lucky to have them, so I, I, I won't complain too much. But, um, you know, the nice thing that the portal uh, has done is is allow us to go out. We've got two grad transfers that have come in. Of course, Dinah Jones is back, and I think she's going to have a super year. Um, but the grad transfers come in with some experience. We added two others from the portal that have experience. 
Um, so in that, we've got three all-conference players that we've put in there. Um, and then two outstanding freshmen, I think, that are going to really be good players here. So, you know, the time, the kids that sat on the bench last year, um, I said all year I thought we had a lot of talent on the bench. I just couldn't play them all. Yeah. Um, you would had, do hockey line changes a lot. Yeah. And it, five you know, in, five out. It's yeah. so tough because, you know, again, you get some transfers the year before and you just can't play them enough. So I think it's their opportunity too. So as you said, this is an important time of the year to to see what people can do to to compete um, and and try to figure out honestly we got to try to figure out how we use it uh, I don't think we run the same things that we ran last year just because um, it's different kind of kids but um, I'm excited you know I think that's the one thing as a coach when you're here so long is you get the same kind of kids here um, but the new challenge is every year it's a different team and I definitely have a different team this year I'll, I'll say this to folks out there listening. I, I found in a quick amount of time, if you show the city love, it'll love you back. And Absolutely. I've been here for calendar year. You've been here for you, – you've made your, your life here. Um, and I think about certain players that have come through this city and how t- uh, the city's watched on to Jose Alvarado at, with the Pelicans. Dinah Jones, she's a New Orleans girl. Yep. The way she plays, I mean, if you can't get behind her, then yep. you don't have a pulse. Like, I, I hope fans out there come out this fall and, and into the winter and then into next year and watch the way she plays because it, I'll let you try and quantify the type of player she is because I'm not sure there's anyone more representative of this city than how she plays. Well, you know, it's funny. When you watch her, she's very passionate and she's very fiery. And her as a personality, her personality is the sweetest kid ever. <laughs> and so you definitely have a different kind of kind of kid there. But she, uh, you know, she she played at Curtis and uh, really had a great career there. But I, I think she's just she's been a a big part of our our team the last well this would be our fifth year. Um, last year she was all conference and you know a big reason I think we had the success we had. So you know she's super excited about this year and um, these new kids coming in and. You know, I, I think for her, I look at it, a lot of her friends were in that senior class and yeah. they're gone. And so, you know, what her role will be. And I think it's important this summer for her to figure that out too, because, um, it is, is a lot going to be on her shoulders and trying to figure that out. But you're right. I mean, she is so New Orleans. She is so, um, loves the city, loves the school. She finished her, her degree in business, um, graduated this spring. Starting her master's degree now, so she really stands for a lot that that we're about, and uh, I'm just really proud of her. First week of November is going to be here sooner than we know it here, Coach, or for less than five months. It's going to fly here. You're stressing me out. See, I'm having a summer here. I mean, I'm, I'm right. trying to chill a little bit, Ron's, and now you're stressing me. Ron's trying to get on the golf course Ron later on. plays golf today. all the time. All he, the time. He's never here. I no. mean, you know, he comes in here for practice. Uh, I park right next to him. I yeah. mean, he's he's not here, so yeah. I give him a hard time. Yeah, as you should. As you should. <laughs> as someone who's done this for, for for a long time and knows how it's done, you Look, should. I'll tell you one thing. He's got a great team next year i i watch them practice and um and see it I, i'm i'm super excited about his team and you know i have been here a long a long time and seen a lot of men's basketball here but i, I think they're going to be special next year i'm looking forward to them well and what uh it was almost tongue-in-cheek at times as the year went on but with what the two basketball programs did here 
what the Pelicans did at their late surge. Heck, UNO had a great year on the men's side last year as well. Loyola just across the street. This has become a basketball town in the basketball last year. Basketball city now. Yeah, I'm a North Carolina girl, and I'm going to go ahead. We're going to pass a torch down here, right? So we're <laughs> going to say this is basketball country. I, I love that. I mean, I, and, and you, you mentioned Loyola. I think they get overlooked a lot, but what a special thing they yeah. did. Um, I mean, you know, they – they get on a bus and they ride for five and six hours and they play and they ride back. And I mean, people just don't realize what they did this year. And it was incredible. We cohabitate with them very nicely here. Right. I mean, it, it is weird walking into our gym this year and seeing, uh, you know, of course, Kelly Kennedy, the women's coach worked for me for many years and a good friend of mine, but her practicing in our gym. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is, this is a little different, but it worked out well. Ferret Street was bumping last year. It's going to be rocking again here starting in November. Coach, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in store here for you and your group first week in November. Thank you for the time. Oh, thank you. We're excited. That's Lisa Stockton, head coach of Tulane Women's Basketball. The Tulane Takeover now reaches the midway point. We got Jordana Price, Jay Ullman, Charles Higgins coming up in the hour number three of this show. Jordan's cut him up sound from Saints Minicamp. He's punching away on the keys. More coming up here on the Sports Hangover on a Tuesday. Can you feel me near you? Tommy, can you see me? Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deal. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, <laughs> and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new, and we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg, 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 Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Not quite yet. Gus will be back tomorrow. Fingers crossed. We have not heard from him today to make sure he caught his flights. 
back here to New Orleans, but we have not heard anything that he hasn't. So I, he's an adult. He's a big boy. He'll make it. I have full faith that he's going to make it back here. Wow. that That's impressive, Jordan. I Graduate know. Jordan here. I'm Corey Glore. I, uh, the voice of the Tulane Green Wave. We're here at Yeoman Stadium on the campus of Tulane University. It's a Tulane takeover Tuesday. Uh, and so we've talked to Ron Hunter, Willie Fritz, Lisa Stockton already. We've got uh, Jordana Price, Jay Ullman, Charles Higgins coming up in hour number three of the show. Spain, Saints minicamp, mandatory minicamp, day one, just wrapped up over on Airline there, Jordan. You have been hard at work finding sound from post-practice. Uh, every, all the reports we have seen on, on the Twitter have looked relatively calm about everything. Everyone was there, even if they couldn't participate or, or were injured or the case might be. We saw some plays described, a wheel route, uh, a punt. <laughs> a lot of fun, exciting stuff. Uh, but you've been clipping out sound here from Dennis Allen. Yeah, and we've been talking to a bunch of coaches today. And, you know, why not hear from another coach in Dennis Allen who just spoke, I'd say, probably an hour ago. So cut up that sound and we could get right into it. And I think what a lot of people would maybe want to hear something that, you know, is kind of surprising. Is we'll start off with Alvin Kamara and his mindset because we're going to get into um, – that question mark going, if he's going to be available during the season, is he going to be suspended, and if he is, for how long? So first, let's hear from Dennis Allen on Alvin Kamara's mindset. Uh, I think he's in it. I think he's in a good mindset. Um, you know, I, I, I don't sense, uh, you know, a huge difference in what I've seen uh, from him for the last several years. Um, I think he's in a good spot. Um, I'm excited about you know, what I think he can do for us this year. And like we kind of mentioned, everybody was there today at practice. Not all participated, but they were at least there out on the field. So, obviously, Alvin Kamara was out there. Here's he Dennis. caught a wheel around, yes. as we found yes. out. Yes. So, Dennis Allen on Alvin Kamara and preparing for a potential, you know, suspension. Yeah, look, I think that those are thoughts that have kind of gone through our mind already, but yet um, I'm, not, I'm not really focused on the things that I don't control right now. I'm really focused on the things that we, we have control over. Um, and then, uh, you know, we'll have a plan uh, if anything, you know, comes up. But, you know, right now we're just, we're just practicing football and trying to get ready for the season. Are you updating on that situation at all? Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a continuous thing? Yeah, in, in, until there's, you know, much being said, there's really not anything to do. So we just kind of focus on the football. And, and uh, um, certainly when there's something that we need to, you know, take any sort of action on, we will. Okay. Was, was the sign of David Johnson related to his Talbot situation? Um, no. I think, as with anything, we're, we're just trying to bring in guys that we want to take a look at that we think potentially could help us at some point. Um, David Johnson's been a good player in our league, and uh, we thought he was a guy that, that you know we wanted to at least get a look at. How much? Do you, how much do you put stock into that? That wasn't the reason why they brought David Johnson. And I mean, is it? You... I'll put some in there, but I think you, you can't uh, you can't approach this without thinking that there's a possibility you don't have Kamara to start the year. Right. I think any sensible coach in the NFL would be planning for the absolute worst 
So, I mean, I, I find that very interesting that he says that, no, that's not the reason why. It's also clear, I think it's somewhat clear he kind of knows a little bit more than he's letting on there. Yeah, because, the I mean, the, the second tomorrow. question, the second question was basically, have you been updated on, you know, the current situation? And he just gave a yeah, short answer, being, said saying, yes. saying yes. So, I mean, he's not giving too much, but he obviously knows the direction that the NFL is probably going to take with the Alvin Kamara situation. It's what we talked about in the first hour where, you know, you have Andy Dalton at the ready for Jameis Winston for maybe different reasons here, but David Johnson has proven in many years what he's capable of doing as a potential number one running back if you need him to be. I don't think you want him to be, but if you need him to be, he's at the ready, and it certainly sounds as though they're at least getting that plan set just in case he needs to be in the first couple weeks of the year. Yeah, and talking about being ready, Dennis Allen, what is Winston looking like? Is he going to be ready for the first game of the regular season? Is he going to be fully healthy? Here's Dennis Allen after practice today. That's hard to say. You know what I mean? I, I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be able to function and do his role. Is he 100? percent Is he 95? Is he 92? I, I don't know what those percentages are, uh, but I feel like he's going to be plenty healthy to do his job. Is he 95? Is he 92? Well, that's nitty-gritty I mean, stuff. Is, is anyone ever really 100%? Nobody's 100%. I, I mean, I'm if I'm operating at 70%, it's a good day. You're you're at 70% right yeah, now. Yeah, I wake up with back pain, and I don't know why. Jordan, it's coming your way. Like, give it 10 years. You're going to have pain for no reason. Like, Dennis Allen probably has pain for no reason. Now he has to talk about other people's pain. Like, that's the job of a head coach. Well, now. talking about other people's pain, he, he was there was a few other players – that were brought up today in post-practice press conference. Here's Dennis Allen updating people on Marcus Mays. Look, I'll say this about, like, all the injured guys, okay, you know, I know we all want the timetable on exactly when they're going to be able to return and when they're going to be 100%. I don't have all those answers. I do know that all of our guys are working extremely hard to get themselves ready. I think the goal for everybody – uh, pretty much is to have them ready for training camp. And then we'll see when we get there, you know, where we're at. Boy, he's got some Sean Payton in him. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> that is not he, Sean the way Payton. he starts off some of the questions, yeah. even like the same wording that Sean Payton would would use. Oh, man. I mean, that's uh, that. I mean, he is a seasoned vet, even though he's in year one of, of answering questions about injuries. Like, um, that that's that's a level stuff right there from Dennis Allen. I know what's happening. I'm not telling you a thing. We'll play a few more bites before we hit to the, hit the break and start the final hour of the sports hangover. But I feel like there's another one on Marcus Davenport, who's one of the key contributors on the defensive line alongside Cam Jordan. Uh, here's an injury up, another injury update for. Marcus Davenport. Uh, Marcus is uh, dealing more with the uh, rehabbing from a shoulder and a and a, and a finger. So training camp is the goal for him. Again. Training camp would be the goal. I I think we just got to kind of wait and see where he's at. So that was actually some specifics there divulging into Marcus Davenport. That was good, but training camp is the target there. Yeah, correct. All right. See, again, this is where we're talking about three days of mandatory minicamp in the middle of June. It, I, there shouldn't be any level of panic just yet about any of these things. Would you, would you like to see Michael Thomas out there? Yes, absolutely. Would you like to see Marcus Davenport out there? Yes, absolutely. Well, at least they were – I mean – They were present. Michael, yeah, they, they were, were present. present. So, I mean, I know it is mandatory, so obviously you have to be there. But, I mean, you don't necessarily 
No one's. No, it's 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 June fourteenth. Correct. And August fourteenth, if we're still talking about this, then, then you it's, can it's a, it's a raise problem. some flags. Yeah. Correct. So, but uh, so far he is succeeding in post practice pressers of being a, an NFL head coach and saying the things that he should say and not say. Again, this is. It's a smooth start to this for him. Now, hopefully it stays nice and smooth and these injuries keep healing here. And so when we're sitting here two months from now, we're not talking about these same exact questions and he's getting more irritated about it. But, he's, yeah, he's very quickly nipping things in the bud about injuries. So uh, as we wrap up our number two here of the sports hangover, the two-lane takeover on a Tuesday rolls on to hour three. We go from one first-year head coach to another first-year head coach. Jordana Price has taken over two-lane volleyball here in Uptown. She'll join us after the break. She has been hard at work. They're they're not far away from starting either here, folks. The schedule came out yesterday. We'll talk about that more with the new head coach, two-lane volleyball, Jordana Price. Come up after this. This is the Sports Hangover here on ESPN New Orleans. Thunderous dunks, crunching body slams, blazing fastballs, heart racing game winners. Women's work is never done. Sirius XM is recognizing the 50th anniversary of Title IX by shining a light on how far we've come and how much further we need to go to ensure women have an equal chance to be great. Hear women's games, news, and analysis of women's sports and more. The 50th anniversary of Title IX. Download the Sirius XM app and listen now. And now, an important message from Steve Harvey. I've been thinking about this thing, right? This pandemic, it just isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. And when you get that, it's kind of tempting. You want to go to the beach. You want to show up at the club. I'm not scolding you or nothing like that. I'm a performer. I'm tired of doing my shows with no audience. I get it. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. We are not quite there yet. Don't let your guard down now. Just follow the current safety guidelines. Wearing your mask is the best way to get it done. I know the mask is hot. I got it. But you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. Now that's hot. And that's pretty fly if you ask me. Now we need to all keep it together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the sport.